Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. I have a theory that using language to describe yourself is a double-edged sword because on the one hand, being able to describe yourself in words that are clear almost grounds your essence back to you. It's like a way of being able to know what makes you you. But on the other hand, language, we've spoken about this many times, is so limiting because A, there aren't enough words in the English language to even describe personality traits and we run into this problem all the time with human design and also because we all have such different understandings of what any one word means like for example what does gregarious mean is that a positive or negative it would depend on your previous associations of that word if that word got called to you in a positive or negative way when you were younger the other associations you make with what else that word means people that you may have liked or disliked that had that trait it's so layered. I, that's the thing I think we struggle with the most, even when you're writing the content for the app, mm. because there's so many different nuanced ways of describing, like even we're going through the gifts right now. I think we're, mm-hmm. we, we can talk about that. Probably mm-hmm. by the time this comes out, they'll probably have the gifts in the app. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're so nuanced. So there's like not enough language to explain it. But then you're also, I think what you're referring to is we describe ourselves differently yeah. than maybe, or and other people describe us differently. We uh-huh. associate what other people say to us mm-hmm. about us. Mm-hmm. But the meaning that we have for words mm-hmm. might be different than the meaning that they have for words. So yeah. our self, you know, we're, image. We're, our self image is so skewed. Yeah. We just took the, both of us took the Enneagram test. Is mm-hmm. that what, I don't even know if that's Enneagram, how, I think so. I think that's, I think how, that's how it's pronounced. Because we we're, we're both, obviously, we work in this world of, you know, understanding mm-hmm. people and ourselves. And we were both super curious about, like, what is this test yeah. that is able to, like, what did it what did it make you feel like? Like, do you feel like this can be inaccurate? And this is not bashing, like, the Enneagram mm-hmm. at all. We're mm-hmm. just very curious about self-perception and our yeah. perception of others. Like, yeah. do you feel like this was helpful in, like, pointing out your who you are so it's interesting because we took i took the enneagram test in two different sites uh-huh one the one we just did now was the official one yeah and i felt like um that test is like two different statements and they're not always opposites and you have to click which one feels more true to you yeah i feel like that i found that very challenging because sometimes it's like you're not really one and you're but you're not really the other and you're kind of having to pick and I don't necessarily know if I would trust myself to choose like especially if it's given to you without context like in relationships maybe I would choose peace over confrontation but maybe with a stranger I would choose confrontation over peace I don't know um so that I found difficult but I feel like it's helpful 
I think the number one thing I would say doing it with you, going through every question and answering it together, <laughs> is it's so interesting to see, it helps you learn about why people, like it helped me see like, why is it that I choose this option and why is it that you choose that option? Yeah. Do you think that it's helpful to like, Per type ourselves based off of our own perception of ourselves because like answering all these questions mm. is your own perception of you mm -hmm. so like would if i would have taken the test and answered how i see you mm -hmm. do you think that something different would have come out maybe and that's because you don't spend you only see me in one um aspect yeah in one application of my life and so you were surprised for example when i said in relationships i tend to put my relationship mm. over my work because you only see me at work but for example there would be another trait that I would like for example I think I'm aggressive and you're like you're not aggressive at all and I know that me thinking I'm aggressive is from childhood conditioning so sometimes other people can be the truth is honestly it's so nuanced and there is no we're always trying to look for like these like hard and fast rules sometimes other people can be your balancer of like where you're not seeing and sometimes you can see yourself clearly and other people can pull you out of it and that's just the the that's just the inconvenient truth of it all is like if you're clear on something you're more likely to not need to see the way other people see you but at the same time it is interesting to hear how you're appear to other people so there's that i think is an interesting conversation but then also the conversation that you the question that you posed us at the beginning is mm. like sometimes i like to ask jenna questions that <laughs> she's probably never thought of because mm -hmm. which you do all the time actually. i do all the time because yeah. sometimes i feel like answers come out of your brain mm. so what do we do about the fact that when there is so much nuance in our gifts, like for example, we were talking about the difference between logic and like being good at logic and being good at logistics. Mm. And like everybody would put, would use that word to describe logic. Like when we we're writing yeah. the gifts, we're like, okay, well technically this is about logistics, but the word either is just, there's so misinterpretation mm -hmm. in the use of words and how do we communicate the nuances mm -hmm. so what yeah. do you think the solution is to that like well it's so interesting because when we were filling out this enneagram we were like the statements were like in of them like self-contained like i tend to be highly whatever um intuitive and disorganized and already we're attaching well okay intuitive must mean that you're um, whatever, or like maybe that's negative. So it's not even the words are one thing, but another thing is whether we or automatically try to attach judgment as to whether they make us good or bad. But also we have these like archetypes in our minds of what certain people can be. So in our heads, it's not necessarily obvious that let's say a person who is hardworking can also be easeful. Yes. Because we think hardworking our brain goes archetype, we know what that is. That's a pushy, forcey, aggressive, hustler, hustler this, that, that, the other, yeah. right? Whereas actually your demeanor, like let's take you for example, you seem so kind of like joyful and, you know, la di da and like yeah. go with the flow Disney, and Disney, Disney whatever. Know, like happy world. But when we went to the Skinny Confidential the other day, I can say that. Yeah. She wrote in your book, you're such a hustler. It's so funny. And you are both. Mm -hmm. But the human brain doesn't, it's like we don't associate, we don't think that those, we don't easily think that those things coexist. We think if you're 
if you're Disney princess, that means you're kind of just like probably in a creative field. You probably would be like, I don't know, there'd be so many assumptions you could make about someone who has that quality. And so we're only uh, allocating adjacent, what's adjacent in our minds, adjacent quality. So you think if someone's logical, then that must mean they're good at logistics. Mm. Absolutely not necessarily true. There's so many of those things happening at the same time inside mm -hmm. someone. Both of us have had this experience where I did think I was the creative mm -hmm. and you thought you were the more mm -hmm. like logical person. Mm -hmm. And we both have come to find that actually even looking at our charts, you are the more creative mm -hmm. and I'm so in the logic mm -hmm. of things. And it's so like, and having those specific connotations to like assuming that because I'm this, then I must be all of the mm -hmm. other things that go with that mm -hmm. is limiting us. A hundred percent. I mean, as you're saying that, I can even think about the fact that I'm like thinking, what what was the origin of me even thinking I was logical yeah, literally or whatever? What? Can you think? Yeah. And it's come to me straight away, which is like, I was so good at school. Like it was, academia was so easy for me. Like maths was easy. Sciences were easy. All this kind of stuff. English, I was not so good at. Classics, I was not so good at. Interestingly enough, art, I never touched. But because science and maths and like history and geography and all that stuff I was really good at, I think people automatically assumed that I was logical, that I was organized, that I was... Um, whatever other qualities you can imagine that you would associate, all of us would associate with someone who was very academic. Mm -hmm. And which I was I the opposite. See? I was a dancer. I was creative. Wow. I was terrible at school. Couldn't figure out my multiplication facts. Do you think it's the, because that's not like childhood conditioning. Mm. It's like life conditioning. Yeah, it's definitely life conditioning. Because think about like all the fairy tales, all the movies we watch, like movies do tend to talk about archetypes. And I think we learn initially about human behavior through archetypes. Like if you think about, forget movies for now, but you think about like the different Greek goddesses or you think about, um, I don't know, like the different kinds of hero that you have in a film or the different types of trajectory, like all the options that are presented to you. And if you're I think it's even worse if you're in any way obsessed with trying to figure out your place in the world like I was. If you're always trying to do a quiz, if you're always trying to figure out who people are, if you're always trying to, if you feel safer figuring people out in however that looks, it can be more limiting. I agree. And I also would go as far as to say that basing ourselves off of um, these archetypes is, we I feel like I formulated almost all of my personality based off of characters I saw mm. in television growing up. Wow. You know what I mean? Like you you mimic these characters. Mm. I've, I've asked the question before, like for, I've had this conversation with friends of mine too, where I was like, do you feel like, this is going on a tangent, but that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, do you feel like I be, we behave as women the way that, women behave in in movies but really that's an interpretation of how like when you think about like 90s films and stuff yeah um, our per growing up we're like that's how girls are but yeah. that character was formulated by somebody in a writing room mm -hmm. who might not have even been a girl i was gonna say it probably was a man <laughs> and it probably was a man so it was a man's interpretation of a woman and now you know and, and mm -hmm. this isn't even a conversation about like that mm -hmm. i'm just saying 
that are are we formulate ourselves so much mm-hmm. based off of archetypes archetypes yeah and archetypes are based off of very limited language it's assuming that mm-hmm. it's very basic limited language if you're this way then you must be that way or if you are good at school then that must mean you're less serious or i'm mean, less um playful or whatever you know what i mean like it's and you can and that's why everybody i think feels like a living contradiction um, and everybody feels like an outsider in some way. You think you are this or that, mm-hmm. but really you're this and that. Mm-hmm. That's what, to tie it back to human design. I feel like that is one of the reasons why both of us enjoy this yeah. tool so much mm. is because it it's like a, a language of speaking to nuances. Like I think you said yes. to me earlier, or while we were taking the test, <laughs> you said, yeah, I think I thought I was like a two. And, and that's mm-hmm. access to language of describing a very specific trait. Mm-hmm. A two is one of the gifts in the chart. Yeah. it's a. Um, I was saying to Taylor, like I think, I used to think I was good at gift two, but I actually don't have it in my chart. But it's your conditioning and also what you feel your parents want from you, what you think your parents are going to be proud of you for. You know, if you're if you have um, if you're sort of mature for your age, you kind of go, it sometimes works against you because you go, I can figure out how to act like that or be like that or you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's but it's so clear to me that we were so able when we were talking about this stuff. And the way we talk about people and personality in general. And when she says this stuff, she's talking about us taking the Enneagram test. Yeah. But when we talk about anything, we reference human design as like an extra language that it would oh. be so difficult to, you know, we will often pull it into someone's thing like, oh, because they're a four, they because they have a four in their profile, this, this, this and this, or they do this. Well, that makes sense because they're that. And I think without that languaging of being able to describe human to be able to map humanity and human essence right we have a whole dictionary for it so much can get misinterpreted and also there's less acceptance around why people are the way they are because you can't you if you can't relate it back to something that is inherently them then you're less likely to understand it and so then you're more likely to judge it do you know what i mean whereas like us if we see someone who's like closed and we're like oh it's because they're a force so they're supposed to be selective about who they hang out with then it makes sense to us well you're giving access to a set like you can't understand something until you can explain it with words Mm. so it gives access to languaging to explain nuances Mm -hmm. it's like a tool for explaining nuances in humans yeah Yeah. and when you have a tool for explaining nuances you actually Mm. get to be the nuances yeah and even though we started off this conversation (laughs) saying words are incomplete words are not good enough they at the moment are as are the best option and maybe words will develop and maybe we'll make even more words like what i was telling you the other day like shakespeare made up hundreds and hundreds of words that are now normal (laughs) so maybe the fact that words are not sufficient currently at this place in time also doesn't mean that they're still not the best way of us getting to know and relate to ourselves and other people and maybe by the time they're listening to this, the gifts will be out. And when we're recording this, we haven't fully completed them yet. Mm-hmm. And maybe there'll be a lot of made up words in the gifts. <laughs> that would be so good. That would be so good. But people, most of the time, if you make up words, people know what you mean when you make up words. Yeah. I mean, you make up words. Mm-hmm. Like lit upness is not a word, Jenna. It's not a word. Neither is smallen. Smallen or what's the other one? I feel like you have other words that you've made up that you just assume. I just assume are words. But they make sense. Yeah. 
And but we need more words. We need more words. We m- need more words so to describe. If you guys can try and come up with some even like just share the words that you come up with that just mean things, because we need to pool our resources. We do. Language needs a constant upgrading as we get more complex as human beings. Like maybe, maybe. Mm. I saw your brain mm-hmm. tell us. Maybe the complexity of language only mirrors the complexity to which we are ready to understand humans and the human condition enough so maybe when people were more maybe when language was more simple is when people didn't have the privilege of getting to know themselves as deeply on such a big level as we do now and then maybe now because we're like obviously we're the ones that lead and the language follows at any given point you're like language is not enough language isn't enough i was gonna say that earlier in the conversation where i was like because those archetypes exist for a reason yeah and so those archetypes were true at some point, mm-hmm. but it feels like we're at this point where those basic archetypes just don't serve us anymore. I think so. We need tools to mm. explain, like um, we want more nuance in who we are. We mm-hmm. want more individuality. And isn't it also interesting that um, stereotypes also become less interest- less important because like, you know, back in the day, like there's certain qualities associated with what well, English people associate French people as being a certain way or French people associate English people with being a certain way or whatever. And isn't it interesting that obviously as the world has globalized and people have mixed gen- uh, races more yeah. or origin nationalities more, those are much less relevant too. Like, is it just a mirror of the fact that we as humans have always needed to become more complex? And so with complexity, and has come globalization, has come the fact that there is not as strong of an English stereotype or a French stereotype or an Italian stereotype as there was before. Because why did these stereotypes start in the beginning? Literally, because we were siloed. We were more mm. siloed than we were before. And so mm. those stereotypes in quotes were more obvious. Mm. But they're, they're, just, they're just unnecessary. <gasps> but here's the thing. Mm. What? Tell Are me. there new silos now? Are there new ways that we're being siloed? So like if you're on Instagram, is your possibility of how your personality, like how you speak and what careers you think are available to you and all that stuff. Like a that's thousand a percent, Jenna. Mm. A thousand percent. So, what's this? What do you think is like an a solution? Not a not we don't we don't have a solution, mm. but I think like something you know actionable that we can do to. And I feel like I just feel like you could have like you could come up with something for this to make sure that we are constantly you know living in our nuances more, mm. embracing our nuances more, mm-hmm. and not putting our you know yeah, yeah I am yeah. this and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, I think maybe a good place, I always think triggers are like such an easy place to start or the places where there's like charge in you. So um, let's say, for example, what are the things that if someone called you those things, you would feel the most like offended or shame, like shameful about or whatever. So if people call me aggressive, that's the thing that I get the most afraid to be called because that's what, you know, I used to get called in my childhood or whatever. But to remind yourself that, Maybe you are aggressive in some cases, but that doesn't also mean that you're not non-aggressive or it doesn't also mean that you're not peaceful, that you don't love to have harmony, that you don't love. We think it's so like mutually exclusive and I think that's a good place to start because it at least just starts taking the charge out of like me identifying as my default worst view of myself is like 
aggressive and moody because I was always told when I was a kid, like, don't be a moody teenager. Don't turn into a moody teenager. Don't be in a bad mood. I'm emotional in human design. My parents are non-emotional. So even if I was like in a low, it would be like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Or I would, because I was quite shy and quite quiet every time I spoke up, it would be like, don't be aggressive. So for me, to take the, like those, the words that have charge have been probably good gateways for me to understand that we all have every single quality of humanity living with inside of inside of us. Mm -hmm. But just because someone calls you one thing in one occasion, that doesn't dictate your whole entire personality. Like I could be 90% peacekeeping. So it's just because I'm aggressive in the 10% of my life or the 5% of my life, or even if it's just the 1% of my life, I should be able to accept it. Yeah, And I should be able to say, do you know what? that time when I'm aggressive is actually when I really need to freaking defend myself and when it's really not okay and someone has really crossed my boundary. So am I okay with being aggressive? Actually, yes, I am. And, and, and you and can replace, go ahead and call me that. And honestly, aggressive can also mean outspoken. Yeah. So from your perspective, you're being outspoken. From someone else's perspective, you're being aggressive. A hundred percent. Again, there's the language again. It's almost when you were talking, I was, ex I was went that, that practice that you're suggesting for people, I was imagining someone t giving you that word, whatever those words are that cause mm. charge, and like uh, imagining it splitting into multiple different meanings. Ooh. Because that word aggressive to you could also, if I'm, I'm holding up four fingers, mm. one word that could also mean aggressive would be outspoken. Mm -hmm. So like what are other words yeah. that could be yeah. inserted in there? Yeah, like take sure of yourself confident yeah. you know any of those other things to help take the charge out of it i think that's so good to reframe it as a pot like the what's the positive expression of it too but i also think that when you catch yourself judging other people what happens is you see one thing in them and then it makes you want to like um throw the baby out with the bath water bath water like you can tar them with a paintbrush uh -huh. and i think it's in those moments when you're so willing to dismiss people on one trait that you think is so inconceivable <laughs> that you then assume that the rest of their character is like yeah. absolutely intolerable <laughs> two sides to that you that's when you go do you know what like just because they are something it doesn't mean that they're not also, they couldn't, it, all the assumptions, what, what, what do I think, what am I assuming it means about this person just because I'm seeing one thing? Like, oh, they're cold or they're not deep or they're yeah. reserved or whatever. Challenge yourself to think about another reason why they could be that way mm. instead of making assumptions about all the other characteristics that you think are behind that thing. There are two sides to that. Yeah, always. I know someone who um, comes across as very, very cold. And people always like, oh, I don't know why this and this and this. And I know exactly why she comes across that way because her husband is the exact opposite. And I know she feels like she has to uphold the boundary for her whole family for people to like, so that people don't kind of, um, you know, overstep the mark because he's so the opposite way. So sometimes it's not the reason that you think it is and you can never read just one way that a person comes across one trait that they use in one specific situation or one specific context as meaning that oh that means they're a cold person or they're mean you know if someone's cold you think they're mean if they're standoffish you think they're not warm or not loving or not caring or not you know, whatever like we all do it it's all, actually scary it's done to us and we do it to other people yeah yeah interesting so sometimes maybe even if we just catch yourself being annoyed by something in people just to be like leave room for them to be other things than what you think that one trait makes them <laughs>